Welcome to this week's episode of Stand Out, growing in the organizing and productivity profession brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Every episode, we will learn from NAPO members and subject matter experts as they share their successes, challenges, best practices, proven strategies, industry developments, and more. Please welcome our host, professional organizer, Sarah Karakayan. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Stand Out, the podcast all about growing in the organizing and productivity industry. My name is Sarah Karakayan, professional organizer and your host. How's your LinkedIn profile looking these days? How about your company page? Do you know the difference between the two and why it's essential to have both? If your LinkedIn profile hasn't been updated in a while, or you don't even have a LinkedIn login, do not stress. Today, we're sitting down with an expert branding coach and LinkedIn expert who will help inspire all of us to get on this amazing platform and use it to tell our own authentic story so we can go out there and do that thing we're trying to do in this world. Carol Kemmer of Kemmer Group LLC is a professional speaker, executive branding coach, and author of the book, LinkedIn for the Savvy Executive. Prior to her personal branding and LinkedIn work, she was a marketing communications consultant for 20 years to a Fortune 500 medical device company. Today, instead of shining her branding brilliance on products, she shines it on people. Carol works with senior executives and their companies to express their authentic brand on LinkedIn to increase their visibility and influence. Her study of the LinkedIn platform was a deliberate career-saving strategy, but her passion for helping others using this essential business platform was an unexpected outcome. Carol is a member of the National Speakers Association and served on the board of its Minnesota chapter. Carol, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. We are honored to have you. I know there are a ton of us listening out there who are just like, I'm just, we're not, we're all trying to juggle a bunch of balls. A lot of us are business owners. Some of us work on a big team and it's just, we're just trying to keep afloat, but I know how important it is to get who we are out there and our mission out there. And I'm so glad we have you today to help us maybe make that easier as we really have our LinkedIn profile and company page shine. So I know I did a little bit of an introduction of you, but why is this so important to you to help business owners and business you know, employees even have a great LinkedIn profile and company page? Well, it is the way that people are learning about folks that they would like to do business with. And what we want to do on our LinkedIn profile is plant those seeds of know, like, and trust Mm -hmm. right in our profile so that people, when they see us, will go, oh my gosh, this person is the real thing. This is the person I want to do business with. So we all know if we've had any business training at all that know, like, and trust are the essential components that have to happen before any sale. And when we tell about ourselves in a way that is is authentic, we plant those seeds. Absolutely. But I feel like sometimes you get on there and you see other people's profiles and you get a little nervous that yours won't quite stand out. So do you have any tips on how we can make our profiles more memorable and authentic to who we are and not who we think we should be? Oh, absolutely. 
you know, it's so important that we are channeling our authentic selves because if we do that, we're absolutely unique. If we try to be somebody else, then we're trying to copy and then we're not unique. So I always start my branding consultation with questions about what is your personal brand? Of course, most people don't respond real well to a question that's so bold as what is your personal brand because they have no idea. <laughs> but there are three questions that I find get me to that place where they can respond about what their personal brand is. And they are, what are the three things you want to be known for? Mm. Now, this sounds like a very simple question. It's simple to remember, but it's not at all easy to respond to because usually we can think of six or seven things that we want to be remembered for. But the deal about branding is that other people can't remember six or seven things about you. Three things sticks. There is such a thing as the power of three. We're kind of wired to remember three things. And so it's important that we narrow down to what are the three things we want to communicate about ourselves so that people will understand who we are. Then the next question that I pose is, what are your differentiators? What are the things that you bring to the business world that are different than the person down the street who has the same title? What is it about you that could be a hook for someone else? For instance, if you grew up in a Swiss environment, you would be more likely to be more organized, perhaps, or if you went to Montessori school. If you told us that story, we would instantly connect with those things because we sent our children to Montessori school or we knew a Swiss family that was absolutely the most organized family we'd ever met. You know, we, we begin to understand what makes you special. And then the last question is, what are your key words? And when we can know and write down our keywords, we can plant them throughout our LinkedIn profile. And those three questions that really focus on branding will help us to make our profile memorable. So then there are some things beyond that structure that help us. And one of them is we need a memorable picture. We need a picture of ourselves that is really our best self. It's really incredible branding material. So for people who think that a selfie or a picture that was taken of them when they were in a wedding, for instance, and they're trying to cut out the arms of other people on their shoulders, you know, it just, it's not the image that you want to create. So I would say most of the things that create a good branding image would be your picture, a banner that's that space in the back of the LinkedIn picture that mm -hmm. is currently blue. You can pick a wonderful picture that absolutely communicates what you do or who you are or something about your personality that helps to brand because we're really visual people. 
And then there is that little section underneath your name that LinkedIn autofills with your job title. But if you tell us in 120 characters what the results are of what you do, that will be so much more memorable. So those are, those are things that I recommend that make your profile really be a standout. Okay. I want to unpack two things that you mentioned here. Well, number one, I want to make a comment that of the three things that you want to do to be known for, number two, what makes you different? I really love how you connected that to your own personal story. So listeners, I think what Carol's trying to say is like when you were growing up or what was it about you that made you, you and, and how you got to where you are today and tie that into a story because I feel like stories are much more memorable than just, you know, listing off bullet points on a resume. Am I correct? Absolutely. One thing that I didn't mention in terms of what makes you memorable is your LinkedIn summary, or now it's called the about section. And that's where you tell your business story. And yes, that notion of who you are, where did you come from, where are you going? All of that can be part of being memorable. And when we write that story, we should keep in mind those three branding questions. Right, right. You know, I'm patting myself on the back very quickly because when I changed careers back in 2014, listeners, I I went from being a stage actor to becoming an organizer. And I said, well, how the heck am I going to convince people that I know what I'm talking about as organizing? And I really thought about it. And I used to tour across the country. And so I really related it to, well, if I can tour across the country with one suitcase, because we were only on bring one suitcase, so you had to pay extra. You know, I had to be pretty organized and pretty streamlined. And so then I became known as, oh, you, you know, back in the day, you were the girl who's, you know, was the, was the actress turned organizer. And, you know, we'd get to talking about packing and getting ready. So, and I think that just helps, especially when you're starting out or introducing yourself to someone. Oh, absolutely. And people connect to various parts of your story. Like I used the example of that you grew up going to Montessori school and I sent my children to Montessori school and I know the value of everything has a place and everything needs to go back to its place. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's not all you do, but you know, it's, it's just one of those things that people will honestly connect with. Absolutely. Let's unpack this though. So what are your keywords? Can you give our listeners some examples of what you mean by that? Okay. Keywords are words that people might use to search for you. They are often skills. So productivity might be a key word. Mm-hmm. Organizing is a key word. Office systems might be a key word. So those words that are appropriate to your industry and that describe both your hard and your soft skills. Some people are, are really bristling now with the use of the word soft skills because they think that the soft skills are perhaps what is the most important of all. You know, the ability to listen, the ability to relate to people. Those are considered soft skills as opposed to things that you go to college for, you know, or, you know, industry words. But if you can't listen and you can't relate to your client, that's a big deal. So it's important to use all of you. Often when I'm consulting with a senior level professional, they have all their industry words 
for instance, if they are a chief technology officer, they've got all of the words about Java and C++ and, you know, all of their software programs. But when I say to them, you know, you have a staff of 30 professionals locally and you're doing outsourcing of some of your tasks to people overseas and you don't have anything that has to do with supervision and people skills <laughs> in your profile. And so we, you know, we make sure that that is in there. Gotcha. No, I think that's brilliant. So we're saying to to hone in on what those keywords are and then sprinkle those keywords throughout your LinkedIn profile. Is that is that kind of what we do with them? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You need to know like what keyword people are likely to be looking for to find you. You know, if you are doing office systems organization, for instance, you should have that keyword in your title and in your, or maybe not in your title because you can't really influence your title, but your, your description about what you do. And then also in your headline. No, that's, that's such great advice. And I, you know, and I, I think that would help our listeners too, to, you know, if you don't, if you're not one of those people that just sits down and starts writing, if you can just think of these three things to help you start an outline almost so you can start to form your profile. This is very, very helpful. And then one of the things you mentioned that I thought was kind of brilliant I never thought about is, and I actually went to linkedin.com because I wanted to see it for myself, but you mentioned instead of putting your title underneath your name to put what the results are, can you unpack that for us a little bit more? Yes. That's called the LinkedIn headline. And we have 120 characters. We can customize that. Everybody has a headline and it's always filled in. Either LinkedIn fills it in and they fill it in with your current job position, or you can take control and fill it in yourself. So the second is what I recommend because then you can use some kind of a description of what you do, like Mm -hmm. office organization. And then after that, talk about three results that you might get or three ways that you accomplish that. So you would put the functional title first with a colon and then three things. One of the things that I want to make sure that people understand is that they shouldn't try to put in six things or even four because people can remember three they can't remember more than that. And further, it makes you look disorganized, which sounds really bad for, for your group. If you cannot hone in and focus in on the three things. So the three things you want to be known for, the three results that are received, the three anything. No more than three, because not only do you look kind of unfocused or disorganized, but also people begin to discount that you can't be rocket star in six things. Right. You know, it's like, oh, that's a reach. And when people come to a conclusion like that, then everything that they read in your profile is tainted with that thought. You know, oh, this person is overly grandiose. And so three things. 
that makes so. I, I don't know how many times I'll get you know a little message on LinkedIn to connect with someone. I'll go to their page and I'm like, what do they do? Like, how would we help each other? What? I don't know what's happening here. So I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, that it's a great way to just when they briefly skim over your profile and they leave your page, they could say, okay, what does Carol do? You know exactly what she does and what her expertise is. And I think that's the goal is to be memorable. Yeah. Great. Okay. So let's move on into what the company page is, because these are two different things here on LinkedIn, right? You have your, your profile page and then your company page. So our listeners, Carol, they range from entrepreneurs, so business owners, but they, we also have a lot of listeners who work on a team with other organizers who they don't own their, their business. They work for someone. So who needs the company page? Would it just be a business owner? And if so, why? Okay. Yes, it is for business owners. But if you worked on a team and you don't see a logo next to your company name, Mm -hmm. your company needs a company page. So if you're a business owner, you can do something about that directly. If you're not the business owner, you need to talk to the business owner because everyone on the team is affected if there is no company page. The company page, the primary reason that you set up a company page is so that the logo for your business shows up on your profile. And if it's a large group of people, you want the logo to show up on all of their pages, you know, the whole team. The reason that that's so important is that a logo is people's visual cue that you have a real business. Mm -hmm. If you have no logo, people assume that you have a hobby instead of a business. And that's not what we want to convey as business owners and business professionals. So, you know, it's interesting because people say, oh, I don't want a company page because I don't want to have to post everything twice. And, you know, why would I want to do that? Well, the the why is very, very clear. The why is you need that logo. And when you set up a company page, LinkedIn, the first thing they ask you for is your logo and you upload the logo to the company page. And then when you go back to your profile, you need to delete the company name and type it in again. And as you're typing it in, you should look for the drop-down menu of names. It's trying to match the name. And when you see your company show up, you click there and then the logo will appear on your profile. So it's really, some people do use the company page as a way to post a lot of things, but especially if you're a solopreneur, the most important thing is the logo. And I pretty much leave my company page alone in terms of, I do post on it my monthly articles and my weekly LinkedIn lessons, but I don't post other people's material. You know, it's not a duplication of what I am doing online on LinkedIn. It's just got those few simple things. And most importantly, it's got my logo so that it it makes me look like a business owner instead of a hobby pretender. I love that. And, And it's actually kind of relieving in a way to know that if I build out my company page, 
And then maybe, you know, add to it, like you said, my a monthly article or two that I've been working on or what have you. But it sounds like once you build it, you can kind of set it. Don't forget it, but set it and then put your focus on your profile activity. And that's where you're kind of like the human part of it, actively involving yourself in the LinkedIn community. Okay. That makes sense. And it also makes me feel better. I'm like, okay, I don't have to babysit both of these, <laughs> these online. As a business owner, we hear so often, oh, you have to be on Twitter. You have to be on Instagram. Oh, you have to be on this and that. It, it's like overwhelming. For business, LinkedIn is the social medium that you have to pay attention to. And the good news is that although you need a company page, you don't need to load it up every day, you know, or, or even every week. No, I think that's really important listeners too. I, I, we all feel every year, so we have a conference every year. And I think one of the biggest conversations I always have with people I'm meeting or people I already know it's, is social media and how overwhelming it can feel. And while I have a lot of fun on Instagram and I really enjoy it, but I've noticed more business growth, both in terms of new clients and also just deepening my skills when I focus my efforts on LinkedIn. So whether people are just joining a conversation that you're starting or they're like, you know, I could really use your service or I know someone who can, I just feel like something like LinkedIn networking is kind of the forefront of everyone's minds. So they're always just thinking about how they can connect people with each other. So it's just a great place to be as a business owner or as someone who just enjoys their career and they want to develop it more. Absolutely. Very good. Okay. So we're going to take a very quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to Carol about ways that we can nurture business relationships authentically, efficiently, and effectively. So we'll take a quick break, hear a message from NABO, and we'll be right back. The National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals is proud to offer NAPO University courses in various formats to accommodate different learning styles and further your education when and how you wish. For the entire course catalog, visit napo.net slash education. And to join NAPO, visit napo.net slash join. All right, listeners, we've got Carol on the show. We're talking about all things LinkedIn. And we've kind of talked about the profile and the company page and have learned that the magic number really is three. So if you haven't built out your profile, you haven't touched it in a while to really think about the three things that you want to be known for to build out your profile page and then to build out your company page and make sure your company logo is there so you can start building brand recognition. But now, okay, we're on LinkedIn, we're, we're set up with our profile and our company page. Carol, what are some ways we can nurture business relationships authentically, efficiently, and effectively to make our time on LinkedIn worthwhile? Okay, well, the LinkedIn platform, as you alluded to, is, is so much more than just the profile. It's that feed that comes like a Facebook feed, only it's more business-related, And there is the ability to use it kind of almost like email, but what a wonderful way to send a message to a client. If they are on LinkedIn on a regular basis, when you send your message to them, it will already be a well-branded message because your branded photo of yourself, you know, the one that is you at your very, very best will be on that message and also your headline that you've customized. So it's a wonderful, wonderful way to begin to communicate with people. 
one of the things that I find that really is effective, especially with people who are clients and you're trying to teach them a particular skill, finding an article that points them in that direction of why this works, you know, why having a clean desk will make you more productive, for instance. I mean, I know that you guys are more about more than that, but if we took that as an example, why your office environment affects your productivity, there are many articles that you can find online, and many articles today have a sharing button, a social media sharing button. So you would find the LinkedIn sharing button, click that, and then you have the option of either posting it to your homepage feed, which would reach many people, or sending it just to your client who's having this problem understanding why you keep harping on this. (laughs) It's like, okay. And so you send it as a message to the client and you say, I found this wonderful article on Forbes and thought it would reinforce some of the things that we have been talking about Mm -hmm. with regard to the why for you to get your office environment pared down so that every day you know where all of your supplies are and your mind can be more focused. Right. It's almost like that social proof. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one way. Another way is when we see the people that are our dearest clients or our dearest friends, we want to give them some support on LinkedIn, that social proof you were talking about. So if your client who is, for instance, a standout scientist has just posted that they were published in a major scientific journal, it's not your area. So you can't really comment specifically on what they said in their article, but it would be so helpful to say, Charles, I'm so excited for this well-deserved honor that you've received. You know, publishing your article in this journal, I know, means a lot to people in your profession. Congratulations. So it's just a way to reach out. When we have an expression of friendship like that, it brings us closer together. They know you're looking. They know you're sharing. Other people know that you know that person now. And it's, it's just kind of a nice way to say the two of us are business friends. Right. So, you know, it's just a nice way to be. When we give that social proof to someone, it does have an effect. Also, the more active you are on LinkedIn, the more likely your credentials will come up, the more likely you are to be found on a keyword search. All of those things enter into that algorithm. And it's good all around to be active on this platform. I suppose if you celebrate your colleagues and your friends, they'll be more inclined to celebrate you and you post something that you would love people to share and kind of get that organic excitement around the work that you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's very true that more eyes on your material that you've posted beget more eyes, (laughs) more, more views, more comments. 
And when we go to the trouble of writing something or contributing something to the online feed, we would like it to have an impact. And if we have been generous with others, they will be generous with us. That's so true in so many avenues of life and business. Carol, people are talking a lot about the power of video these days. Do you think that's also very true on LinkedIn as well, like going beyond the written word? And how polished do these videos have to be? I mean, are we needing to hire videographers or can we just sit in front of our cameras and communicate? Talk to us about video on LinkedIn. Okay. On LinkedIn, I think it is absolutely okay to sit in front of your computer camera or your cell phone and to just speak. It's important to not be all over the place and to be short rather than long, Mm. but it's absolutely just fine. There is a definite place for videos that are well-produced that show that you are investing in your business and you want a polished message and all of that. But if you want to talk about Tidy Tuesday and you know how on on Tuesdays you like to recommend that your clients do a specific ritual that makes them more tidy and prepared for the rest of the week you know some little nugget people are anxious to add new little things to their routine that they can do regularly they're not coming to LinkedIn to see the 45-minute video. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. no, no, not here, not here. But the one to three minutes, that can sell. I love that because that almost makes me feel a little like, okay, I can do that. Even if I just pick one day a week and I, I have my ritual of what message I'm trying to get across and just to sit in front of my my iPhone and put it on a tripod and just speak, you know, I have a little outline in front of me and just get it done and out there and just start sharing it. It just becomes easier. And I feel like that's, that's something simple I can do to be a part of this, this new movement that people are talking about. Video is the thing. And so it also can just feel overwhelming and how like, well, I don't like being in front of camera or I wouldn't know what to say, or I don't have anything to say. And so I think just starting small is if that makes me feel better. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And keeping it small is fine too. You know, it's, it's like, make sure that you have one point and you're going to say it and then you're going to be done because people are so pleased to receive just one little nugget that's doable. Right. We've got so much going on in our lives. All we can really take on is one little nugget of something. So Carol, I always ask my guests, leave us, us listeners with two sticky notes. So are there two things that you really think listeners should take away from our conversation with you and write them on a sticky note, put them on their bathroom mirror or their office wall that would help make a change in their business or their career this week? Okay. The, the one that comes to mind first is be authentically you. And this has to do with the way that we live life, but it also has to do with the way we put our LinkedIn profile together. If you try to be someone else, you cannot possibly be that other person. Be yourself. Be your best self. And think really hard about the three things you want to be known for. Write that on your mirror. What are those three things? Because when we 
think about living our life in a way that makes those three things identifiable and recognizable by everyone that we interact with, that can be very, very powerful. So that's the very first thing that I would put on my mirror (laughs) on a sticky note. I think number two is engage authentically with others. So beyond the profile, are you on LinkedIn? And if you are, are you engaging with others? And when I say engaging, I'm talking about that liking and commenting and sharing that people can do. Liking is not really, it doesn't make a strong statement, but like in a comment, that is key. That is wonderful. Or like in a share. Such great sticky notes to leave us with. Carol, if our listeners want to reach out to you and engage with you, where can they find you? Okay. Well, I have a problem. My problem is that everything is keyed to my last name, which is really hard to spell. (laughs) So they can link with me on LinkedIn. My last name is K-A-E-M-M-E-R-E-R, Carol Kammerer. My business website is carolkemmerer.com. My LinkedIn page is carolkemmerer.com. And I would be delighted to visit with them. They can find my book, LinkedIn for the Savvy Executive on Amazon. Wonderful. And don't worry, listeners, we always link to our fabulous guests in our show notes. So if you're driving, don't fret. We have her, her, all of her place where you can find Carol right there in the show notes for you. Carol, thank you so much for your time. Listeners, how are you going to take this episode and what you've learned from Carol and put it into practice? If you have not touched your profile in a while, go back to it this week. Take something that Carol said and, and help it to, to help you stand out there on LinkedIn where all our fellow business owners and career savvy specialists are engaging and learning from each other. And if you own a business, do you have a company page with your logo there? Once you build it, you can kind of just set it and let it go for a little bit. So that's nice to know. I'm Sarah Karakayan. That wraps up this episode of Stand Out. Thanks for being here with me and learning with me. If you like this podcast and you're able to walk away with something inspirational or valuable, please leave us a review. Hit that subscribe button. We want to reach as many organizing and productivity pros as possible. So in addition to subscribing and leaving us that review, please feel free to share this and every episode with your colleagues, your team, and whoever else might benefit. I look forward to hanging out with you next time. I'll talk to you then. That's all for today's episode of Stand Out, brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Be sure to visit napo.net to join, learn more about our educational offerings, local chapters, and more.